0: That's heritageradionetwork.org/15 to donate and enter to win today, and make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So actually, um, we do. The concept is husband dine on a mat. Okay. So you, the guests would come in, remove their shoes. There's a the space where you leave okay. your, your shoes. No shoes allowed. So leave your shoes, um, sit on the mat, wash your hands. We have calabash. We try to make it as authentic as okay. possible. So you wash your hands with warm water and lime okay. or lemon. And then food is served. So.
2: Hey everyone, you're listening to Item 13, a bi-weekly podcast having everything African food, and I'm your host, Yom Tego. Every other week, we'll delve into the world of African food, chefs, curators, and bloggers. I hope you enjoy it. This week, I speak to Sierra Leonean-born and raised Chef Fatmata Binta. Promoting Fulani cuisine to the world, Chef Binta was born and raised in Freetown, Sierra Leone, to first-generation Sierra Leonean Fulanese of Ghanaian descent. She describes herself as the Fulani chef a classic nomad. She's traveled to several continents and has worked with many African chefs. She's also been featured on several TV shows and media outlets across the African continent. She's now based in Accra, Ghana, where she's building a rich culinary experience through her Fulani traditional dining pop-ups. Her vision is to promote Fulani culture through food and promote African cuisine to the world. For this interview, we'll speak to Chef Binta about her journey to becoming a chef her experiences across the African continent, and more about her Fulani dining concept. I think this is one you'll truly enjoy. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Chef Benta. I'm going to call you
1: Chef Benta the whole time. Thank you. And the title. No problem. How are you today? I'm good. You? I'm all right. It's been a long day, but
2: we'll make it through. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. I'm Fatima
1: Sabita yes. from Sierra Leone, um, owner of Fulani Kitchen. Fulani Kitchen is a nomadic pop-up dining yeah. service. <laughs> and uh, I'm a chef, also a gourmet yes. chef. Mm-hmm. I would like chef. to say yeah. i <laughs> chef. Um, I'm very passionate about African cuisine. Um, especially Fulani, because okay. then I try to promote it as much as possible. Yeah, we'll talk a lot about that. Yes, so today. I'm currently based in Accra, Ghana, and uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, what? Tell us about growing up. And you grew up in
1: Syri- I'm a Sierra Leone. Ah, okay. And I grew up between actually Sierra Leone and Guinea. Okay. Why I would say between because <laughs> <laughs> I used to visit during holidays a lot. Oh, okay. So I spent all most of my holidays with my grandma. Okay. Guinea. So I guess that's where I get more okay. of my inspiration and love for cuisine.
2: <laughs> I see. How would you describe Sierra Leone versus Ghana, for example? Cause, cause, so this is going to go to a wide audience, and mm-hmm. we, a lot of the people that I'm speaking to at the beginning of this are mostly West Africans, mm-hmm. so Ghanaian and Nigerian. They're pretty familiar with the mm-hmm. culture, the food. Mm-hmm. But Sierra Leone, Guinea, that's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. So from your experience living in Accra mm-hmm. and traveling around Ghana also, mm-hmm. what, how do you think it's similar? How do you think it's different? It's actually
1: similar in many ways, and I would say in terms of it being different, Ghanaians eat more <laughs> spicy food, the, food is mar- the way they marinate it, I think, because in Sierra okay. Leone also eat spicy food, but you use ginger a lot, oh, okay. a lot more. In Sierra okay. Leone, if I'm cooking garlic and ginger, I will use one clove <laughs> <Ghanai> <laughs> oh the
2: whole clove. <laughs> the whole. And then how did you end up being a chef? How, how did you go from living in Sierra Leone and where did you train? What was the inspiration to become a chef?
1: I've actually loved cooking since ah, I could good. remember. Um, I studied international relations to begin with.
0: Okay.
1: I studied travel and tourism. <laughs> I studied <laughs> marketing. Okay. Oh, it's wow. like I was trying to find yeah. my true calling. So finally in and. I decided to pursue culinary art, pursue being a chef as a career, but I've always loved cooking. Mm -hmm. I started cooking well at the age of eight. (laughs)
2: Well, I like how you qualify Well. (laughs) Not
1: professionally, but well at the age of eight. I would cook even to bring the pot down. I was way too young to bring it down. I would have to call for (laughs) help.
2: (laughs) Interesting. So where did you go to culinary school and what was that like?
1: I went to school in Kenya, okay. Nairobi, Kenya. Oh, that's okay. where I studied culinary. Arts. And the Kenyans
2: also don't like spice at all. I don't know if it's just West Africans or just Ghanaians. No, Nigerians. I, I think Nigerians that is don't do thing. Nigerians don't do as much spice as, as Ghanaians, I think
1: in a way. So yeah, I think. Yeah. Th- I think no. I think Nigerians eat more spicy food. Oh, but really? Nigeria, but Ghanaians mm-hmm. is about the way they marin it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> well, Nigerian food is spicy.
2: Okay, I, I haven't had a lot of Nigerian food. I will say, which oh, spicy? Catfish yeah. spicy. Everything is spicy. Okay. Yeah, they do catfish more, and we do tilapia more. Tilapia, like fish. And, okay, I exactly. see. So you went to Kenya. Yeah, I went. To Why b- Kenya? Um, I applied, actually, initially to Greece. Um, Greece? Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I think when I think culinary school, I think, like, French cuisine. I know. Or Europe, actually, in general.
1: Yes. Oh, Greece. Actually, I applied. Because I was looking for different, different different schools. And then, um, this one in Greece is like, so, I applied. And the same school I went to in Nairobi. Uh, Nairobi was the new branch. Okay, so I was advised. Oh, since you're from Africa, right,
0: you're trying, we have yeah. a new
1: campus. And initially, I didn't want to go yeah. because I'm like,
2: Africa, <laughs> and it's new, also, yeah, right?
1: new. They were just gonna teach me right. how to book
2: the <laughs> same thing. You already know, right? Uh,
1: somebody convinced me that actually, Nairobi is way yeah. more than you expected,
2: and I loved it. You loved it. How, how long were
1: you in Nairobi? It's two years. Program.
2: Oh, wow,
1: it's called Boma International Hospitality right? College.
2: Okay, cool.
1: Yes, and then you learned culinary arts oh, okay. yes and then what the little because the hotel school actually
2: oh so you do a little bit of hospitality hotel management yes a sort of so school. it's oh, an nice. in-house
1: training i see Okay. Oh, cool. yes. so
2: then you did that for two years and then
1: yeah. and then what and then um you turned to ghana actually when it was internship time was when i returned to ghana
2: okay
1: yes so because i was also doing private in kenya
2: yeah, I see. So I know you mentioned to <laughs> me separately that you, you were probably the first female pilot first in Africa to fly pilot. the Boeing oh, seven hundred and
1: seventy seven. was
2: that in Nairobi? Or?
1: Nairobi. Well,
2: cool. So how um, did you get that opportunity? And Facebook. Was like?
1: No. <laughs> Social <Whoa>. media.
2: <laughs> Wait. So she contacted you, or yes, she actually. Oh wow. Okay. What
1: happened? I post. Um, I did a post on the expert Nairobi expert okay. page that oh, I'm a student at. I'm Boma International Hospitality College, but I do part time. So if you're interested, reach out. Yeah. And because she's well traveled, so she she sent me a message that, oh, I noticed you're from West Africa and I love West Africa. Uh, so it's she wanted West
2: African food, really. So oh, it was I see. So what were you cooking for her, like in terms of West African food? cassava leaves, potato oh, leaves? Oh,
1: interesting. Um, Cream, cream, which you call ayoyo. Okay. Yeah, things like that. Um, we've been friends since, because whenever oh, yes. I visit, yes, did Kenya, you ever
2: fly in a Boeing seven eight seven? So in a
1: <laughs> But she did give me first class.
2: Oh,
1: oh wow. Yeah.
2: Well, so where did you go with your first class?
1: Today? I gave somebody else actually another <laughs> <on> chef. <laughs> interesting.
2: Well, now let's talk about um, Fulani culture, because mm-hmm. when I think of Fulani, I think nomadic living, mm-hmm. I think cows, like as, and an association <laughs> with North Africa also for some, some reason. reason, but it seems to be a blend between like Western African mm-hmm. and Northern African culture, right? Yes, okay. it actually
1: is. Because one thing also I noticed um, before I used to think that Fulani culture is more similar to Hausa than any yeah. other until I visited um, the Maasai. Okay. Mara. Yeah. Actually, okay. we share a lot Really? In common, a lot the way they do things, the way they live, they I eat it's it. healthy. So nomadically, um, Fulani cuisine, Fulani cuisine is Fulani people. So yeah. we are nomadics and our food because of that it has a lot of impact on, on our food book, and the yeah. way we process our food. Our food mostly sun dried, ready for on the go. Ah, yeah, wow. because we move a Watch lot. It, yes, yes, yes. So it's. Okay. Always, yeah. Interesting.
2: Some and then, in, in true Fulani fashion, yourself, mm-hmm. you've traveled widely and worked with many many African chefs. Yes. Do you think your travels in any way influenced your decision to start Fulani Kitchen?
1: Yes, a lot. Um, having traveled a lot, um, I realized that one, people don't know much about Fulani cuisine. Mm-hmm. That was the main reason, actually, that fueled my desire to start promoting okay. Fulani cuisine. And also, I noticed that um, the culture, I'm scared that the culture is fading away okay. a little because of intermarriages. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, the world is moving way too yes. fast now. So,
2: it's your way of preserving the exactly. culture. food. Preserving. Yeah, two oh, food nice. with my little baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk more about Fulani Kitchen. Um, you, you talked about why you decided to start it. What's the concept, and are you focused on? Specifically on Sierra Union food, Fulani, broadly, mm-hmm. more broadly? I'm focused more
1: in Fulani, more okay. broadly. So what the main focus now mm-hmm. is to travel to all countries that has Fulani. Okay. Types. So what
2: what are those countries? Mostly Northern Africa, West and West Africa? Yeah. Right? Yes,
1: between that. Because we have, um, we'll start with Ghana, actually. Okay. I want to start oh, yeah, in Northern Ghana. Ghana, right? Yes. You do have, and then I'll move to Guinea, where... Okay. My parents are from and then Mali, Senegal, um, Gambia, okay. where is Niger, Chad.
2: And then the idea is to learn the nuances and the differences between each of these Fulani cultures, right? We yes. try to infuse that into what you do. Exactly, exactly. Will you be doing pop ups and stuff in all Basically, these countries? Yes. Oh, wow, okay, okay, not in those countries. The plan is each
1: country, each country that will travel to mm. when we get back, we'll do a team oh, of that county. Nice. So okay. let's say the pop up, this one yeah. will be Abidjan, inspiration from Abidjan, inspiration from Liberia, inspiration from Sierra Leone. Oh, cool. So each pop up would bring. Would the, be around, yeah.
2: You also do the pop-up dining stuff in Accra. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the events you've done and like, explain the concept of what you do in, in Accra? Because I've seen pictures of people mm-hmm. sitting on the floor. <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> yes, so actually um, we do, the concept is... Husband dine on a mat. Okay. So you, the guests would come in, remove their shoes. There's a space where you leave your okay. shoes. Your shoes, no shoes allowed. So leave your shoes, um, sit on the mat, wash your hands. We have calabash. We try to make it as authentic as okay. possible. So you wash your hands with warm water and lime okay. or lemon. And then food is served. So I try to explain each dish okay. while they eat, the concept behind it, the story. Um, how I source my ingredients, yeah. the whole inspiration behind okay. it, and then at the end we have cleansers which people are always looking forward <laughs> to. So we serve like bush tea, the local bush tea, okay, from oh wow, the forest the yeah. beginning. So it's mostly that sit on the map. It's very intimate. Okay. People get to interact because the numbers. I try okay. to make What's it. What's a the
2: typical number of people you? Have Twelve to like? fifteen okay. max. Okay. And then, most do you find that people are comfortable with the idea no. of sitting down on the floor? There's a mat, so they're sitting on the floor on, the mat, on a mat mm-hmm. and they're eating with their hands. So, I've seen pictures, and it, yes. it looks like it's not just Africans right you had a wide variety of people from it looks like all over the world yes so what's their reaction and comfort level to one sitting on the floor to eating with their hands
1: it's actually interesting um the first event was interesting we had the opportunity to host 16 students from Yale okay university we were doing exchange um an African tour yeah. actually so it was interesting because you have the few of them who were like, Oh, I don't think I can do this yeah. plotting." So they will get up and pace around Pace around a little and then sit again and then pace around but it was interesting Yeah, yeah. I think
2: it's a good actually it really is a good way to show your culture Some, something lay down with... after <laughs> it's a memorable experience and then something that they can go back and then talk to other people about like hey yes. I, I went to Ghana and experienced this part of Okay, I think this is a good time to take a short break. So we'll take a break when we come back. We'll dive more into the pop-up dining concept and your life as a chef. Okay. And then we'll probably also talk a little bit about that in the context of the whole African food boom and mm-hmm. how Fulani Kitchen sort of fits into that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Okay, so welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about pop-up dining. We're going to talk about collaborations, mm-hmm. life as a chef on your own. Um, so let's first talk about pop-up dining. It seems to be like a big thing now. Everybody's doing pop-up restaurants. In every city I've been to, it's like mm-hmm. the new latest thing in like restaurant world. People mm-hmm. are choosing to do pop-ups versus having a traditional restaurant. Like, how and why did you choose to do the pop-up route versus working either in a restaurant or your own restaurant. I know you've worked in, in kitchens before, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so maybe let's talk about that first and then why you chose to do the pop-up route.
1: Okay. So I've actually worked um, in three okay. establishments okay. before in Kenya <laughs> yeah. um, where I was training in-house in Boma yeah. in okay. Hotel yes. and then also in Ghana at La Villa Boutique okay. Hotel and then I moved to Villa Monticello okay. So, working in a kitchen actually is very interesting. That's where the action is. Yeah, we
2: see it on all the food so. <laughs> That's where you really feel yeah. like a chef.
1: And you get to also learn a lot. Um, it's like, especially for me, my experience has been interesting at Villa Monticello. I learned a lot. Because I had the opportunity to work under Chef Rupi. Okay. She's the executive chef, yeah. And she's amazing. Okay. (laughs) She's an amazing chef, so... And she tries also to challenge you. Okay. Because every three months, she'll change her menu. menu. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to step up.
2: Well, then I need to go check it out, because I don't think I've ever been to... I'm thinking La Villa Boutique, but okay. you're talking about Villa Monticello, right? Monticelli. I don't think I've been, so I, sh- I should check it out. You <laughs> have to. You have
1: to. Like, she's a very good okay. chef. She's a very good chef. So she really pushed me. Okay. She really pushed me.
2: And then, so why did you decide not... How long were you there? I was there for seven months. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then, what made you decide to leave? Was that when you left and started Fulani Kitchens? Yes. And then, So what was the... Inspiration or the push to first go out on your own mm-hmm. and then decide specifically to do pop-ups?
1: Okay, for me, the inspiration was... When I was at Villa Monticello, mm-hmm. um, having also traveled in between,
2: yeah.
1: for me, when you're working in a hotel, it's way more hectic and demanding. Because okay. imagine working for like nine hours yeah. a day. And then also trying to brand something on the side. It doesn't work.
2: Oh, because you're trying to do both at the time? At the same time.
1: I was always tired. I was always tired. I get two days off. And after working five days, nine hours, when you get two days off, you're sleeping. Yeah. So I had to make this hard decision Mm. to quit, which means, like, I won't get to train on that high again and improve my skills and then start my own thing. So, for me now, I have this thing where I'll have to go back for more training every year. So, okay. Yes, that's my plan. So, when you say
2: that, do you mean you'll go back to Villa Monticello specifically?
1: No. I'll travel out. Okay. Go to culinary schools, maybe in France, in Italy, just to polish on certain (laughs) areas.
2: Okay. Okay. So then. You do training to improve your skill sets and all of that stuff. And yes. then hopefully apply those techniques to Fulani kitchen. Fulani kitchen. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about Fulani Food. You mm-hmm. said, you know, the culture is disappearing. People don't know much about it. But yes. someone, even I actually, mm-hmm. I saw a picture today on your Instagram account and I was like, oh my God, this looks so good. But mm-hmm. I would never know that it's Fulani Food. So what? <laughs> let's go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. What are the... For someone who's not familiar with Fulani mm-hmm. food, what's the what are your staple foods? I mean, you talked about it being tied to the nomadic culture, right? Mm-hmm. So it has it's a lot with the sun dried. What are the basic ingredients? Because mm-hmm. so if we think about Ghanaian food, for example, and I was explaining mm-hmm. to somebody, I'll say, oh, it's mostly mm-hmm. it's carb heavy, mm-hmm. tomato based mm-hmm. soups and stews, yeah. that sort of thing. And for Fulani food, what's what's that like? It's more corn. Okay.
1: more corn. Okay, we eat corn a lot. Sun dried, also okay. And so, the one on the
2: cup, sun dried, Sun-dried,
1: sun-dried. some on the cup. We actually have the one on the cup, like when we're preserving, yeah, on the cup, and they'll hang it. Oh, oh I've milk.
2: seen those pictures, yeah, yeah. Yes. okay.
1: And then we try to pound okay. and then sieve, use it for flour based dishes, okay. also milk with cow milk. Oh, yeah, lot. of course, cow <laughs> <laughs> milk a lot, and also it's offals okay. for people yes. who don't understand what offals are. Mainly the you know the intestine, Intestines those parts here it, yeah. Form. Okay. So we eat that a lot. So mainly, mostly it's corn, um, dried cassava. Okay. Everything is dried actually. Okay. So corn, oco, even our oko is dried.
2: So a lot of the food so you won't even do so when it's dried corn, it's brown mm-hmm. corn, you're not yes. adding you're adding little or no water.
1: You add water and then chili, hot okay. chili, pepper, onions, tomatoes. Okay. We don't do we don't add extra
2: additives <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <Okay, laughs> yeah, I'm everything you should a, a bowl of fufu you're like all the, all the food in the world is in that, in that bowl okay interesting I see yeah. so what, what's the one dish that if you wanted to introduce people to fulani food what's the one dish they should try and then can you describe it for us without making us hungry <laughs> listening to you <laughs> to describe it
1: actually there is a lot that's the thing okay the one thing I would I would like to introduce to anyone. It's the, called latchery and E
2: Latchery? Ecosan. Ecosan. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. actually kind of a dessert thing. Okay. So it's corn, um, steamed corn. It's okay. sun dried first and then powdered, okay. sieve, and then steam. And then it goes with the milk. The cow's milk, milk yeah, okay. the cow's milk, but not the fresh milk, it's fermented a bit, okay. Again,
2: because you're not in one place, you're moving, moving. Mm-hmm. and they yeah, add sugar yeah, to yeah. it, okay. It's actually
1: very good,
2: oh, yeah.
1: So that's one yeah, thing you I need like to come, come to one of your <laughs> you experiences and try that. And
2: that. That sounds really interesting. And then, so after moving out on your own, what mm. are some of the challenges you faced? And then, if there are any specific stories you want to share, especially mm. around. Either collaborating mm-hmm. or attracting um, clients or customers mm-hmm. to your dining experiences, mm-hmm. or even the idea of Fulani food and introducing it to people who don't know anything no. about it. Like, what are some of the challenges you've experienced?
1: Actually, my challenge has been getting a brand recognition. Okay. In Ghana.
2: Interesting. Yeah,
1: it's it's slow. It's mm-hmm. picking up actually because okay. people know about Fulani yeah. kitchen and who is behind it but right. they don't know what is Fulani yeah. cuisine.
2: exactly I feel like I've seen your name I know yes a lo- I've seen it everywhere mm-hmm. but like i don't know what food food is so
1: and sometimes i need something i've noticed also it's not even just ghana like it's an african thing yeah we are not adventurous when it comes to food (laughs) (laughs) we are not
2: yeah even within even within the continent right Mm -hmm. so i lived in south africa for a couple of years and there were so many people that i met that had never tried west african food wow i'd be like I would be looking for plantains, and some people had never you know, heard right. of plantains, and I'm like, oh my god, how, like, how can you live in a world without plantains? Plantain. But yeah, you're right, I don't, and I don't know what, um, why that is, if it's just, yeah. we're limited in terms of our ability to travel around and see mm-hmm. what, you know, our neighbours, etc. are experiencing, mm-hmm. or we're just comfortable mm-hmm. in, we're just all we know, and so we're, like, <laughs> we're not going to try something. I, even, even when we were talking earlier about Nigerian food being mm-hmm. spicy, like I said, I I barely barely. <laughs> barely eat Nigerian food, and I have so many Nigerian friends. I've been to Lagos a few times, oh, wow. but when I when I go to Lagos, I try things that I'm familiar yeah, with, like nope. <laughs> jollof. Because although, for the record, I'm not a, a big fan of Nigerian Jalor. but I take it because okay, I'm like okay, if I'm here, I might as well. So. But I don't think I've gone out of my way to to try try stuff. Like Mm -hmm. the last time I was in Lagos, maybe about a month ago, I wanted to try ofada rice, Mm -hmm. and one of my Ghanaian friends was like, "Nah, (laughs) I don't do it. It's just a little bit. I should (laughs) have. I should have. Hey, I really wanted to try something different. I Mm -hmm. ended up going to um, a place called Terra Culture. Okay, and I had. End up having beans and plantain, like red red essentially. You know. Yeah, something I know. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, there's something to be said about so, like, staying in your comfort zone.
1: We are and, not adventurous, so it's a challenge. Me trying to push full an ecosystem you are
2: like, what? But I think I would try that for me. The novelty, I think. Mm-hmm. I think you have a, there's a Possibility, potential here to do something big with it. I think. Thank you. <laughs> I really think so. So I'll be looking out for your next pop-up uh, dining experience or anything like that. Thank you. Um, and then in terms of collaborations, who do you tend? Do you do a lot of collaborations, and who do you tend to work with when you do? Actually, I have,
1: but there is a challenge to it. Because um, for now, moving forward, um, I think I'll. I'll try to collaborate more with um, someone like who is on the same page because okay. <laughs> you get their, their challenges yeah. when you comes to collaborating you want to do this that person to wants one. to do yeah. their timing that person is busy yeah. or you're, you're available when you're available that, that like, there's always yeah. that clash so making it happen is actually hectic yeah. collaborations are very good but they are hectic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. And then, what types of things do you look for in a person? So, in in case someone is listening and they mm-hmm. like the idea and they want to work with you or collaborate mm-hmm. with you, what type of things do you look for in um, a collaboration? So, what are, in a in a partner, mm-hmm. what do you, what are you looking for?
1: For me, we have to our we have to be on the same page. Okay. Yeah, we have to be on the same page. Um. I want to push something very authentic. Okay. I try to be authentic and simple as possible. And I look for the same thing okay. in someone. Timing. You have to be disciplined. Right. Um, time management. Yeah. Timing is very important <laughs> to me. And for me, yeah, communication. Right. Yeah, I look for those things. Okay, all
2: right. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. So then what's next for Fulani Kitchen?
1: Full on the mm-hmm. kitchen. We want to go on the road. Um, it's nomadic. Oh, so,
2: okay.
1: You're <laughs> into idea of-
2: I think it's the ideal. Okay, okay, yes. so I it. okay. I want to be
1: nomadic as okay. possible. So um, the plan is going forward is to host in different cities. Yes. In in
2: Ghana or across West Africa. Across a- we'll start Africa. in
1: Africa and then globally. Oh, Ask nice. Them. We
2: should we should talk because <laughs> you know we, 13, we do, mm-hmm. do a lot of events. Okay. Wherever, I, um, wherever my day job takes okay. me and so like you know we just finished something in London and mm-hmm. hopefully um, when I move to okay. New York this summer we mm-hmm. can bring full energy to the people of the Americas <laughs> America <too. laughs> okay so now we're going to go into the um, rapid fire mm-hmm. segment of the interview but okay. before we do that can you let us know where people can find you online, social media etc
1: Okay, so we are on Facebook, um, Fulani Kitchen. Okay. And also on Instagram, Fulani underscore kitchen. Okay. And also my personal page chef underscore binta. Okay. Or our website, (laughs) www.fulanikitchen.com.
2: Okay. All right, that sounds great. And we'll include that in the show notes so that people can easily click through and and get to those sites. Okay. All right, now time for the rapid fire questions. I told you they were easy, so... (laughs) I mean, from what I've done so far, it seems like people are pretty good with them. So, all right,
1: let's go. First one Ghana Jolo for (laughs) Niger
2: (laughs) Jolo. You should have expected that. Ghana Jolo. Okay. It's because you're in
1: Ghana today. Why Ghana Jolo? Why Ghana Jolo? I think it's Okay, Niger is hard for me. I I think the rice is too.
2: Yeah. It's about the rice. I keep telling people <laughs> it's, it's about, about
1: the rice. rice. Yes. It doesn't just, blend well yeah. with the sauce. I don't think it's Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, buffet or a la carte? A la carte. Okay. Swallow or rice? Rice. Red wine or white wine? Red wine. Coffee or tea? Tea. Dine in or take out? Dine in. Morning person or night person?
1: Uh, night. I hardly sleep.
2: No, <laughs> oh, I'm such a morning person. I don't understand these people. Um, Instagram or Twitter? Uh, it's Instagram. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love both. I, I would say Instagram for me too. Like I spend yeah. a lot of time on Instagram. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve?
1: <sighs> I actually don't have any. Okay.
2: I've heard somebody say that too. How can you not have a pet? peeve? No. Well, good for you. Uh, and the last one is: What's your favorite African restaurant anywhere in the world? That time to be Ghana, and that time to be Kenyan too. Wow. Favorite African <laughs> restaurant? Apart from Fulani kitchen? Apart from Fulani
1: kitchen, clearly.
2: <laughs>
1: right now, wow. I would say Gold Coast. Okay. Yeah. Cuz they do um
2: local Ghanaian.
1: Do they do Nigerian also? Yes. I, I, okay. I I'm not sure but I know they, like I've had jollof there. Yeah. It's really <laughs> you have,
2: good. Ghanaian jollof. jollof yeah.
1: <laughs> Ghanaian jollof. And so, it was really good. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. I, I don't eat out much. Okay. But well, do... I think they've never failed me.
2: Okay. Consistent. consistent yeah. yeah. This is hard to find. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Right, well, thank you so, so much for your thank time. It's you. such a pleasure chatting with you. I'm looking forward to eating Kulani food sometime. Soon. We you. can't wait to yeah, host you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. This is the end of the show, and we will speak to you next time. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Item 13, an Essence 13 production. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. To keep up to date on news and events from Essence 13, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Essence and the number 13.
0: Thank you.